Welcome to the Multiply Group Podcast, where we believe if you can make leadership development intentional, it can be reproducible, and when it's reproducible, it becomes unstoppable. Thanks for tuning in to this first episode of a special limited series. I'm your host, Mac Lake, and I am thrilled to be joined by my oldest son, Brandon Lake, a global recording artist, songwriter, and worship leader. Now, one of the most profound places I've witnessed leadership multiplication is within my own family. And so in this unique series, Brandon and I are going to dive into some fun topics like health, creativity, family dynamics, leadership, and more. So whether you're a seasoned leader or you're just starting on your journey, you're in for insightful conversations that go beyond the surface. Welcome to our special limited series, Generational Leadership. So one of the most... uh maybe depressing things about being your son is that you look like a chiseled Greek god <laughs> at 61. I'm 32 and trying to get my act together. Um, but the, the dad I'm looking at right now does not look anything like <laughs> the dad of my childhood. And obviously a ton has changed and it's been, well, first of all, I have to say, I'm extremely proud of you. Mm, thank and you. you've set such an example um, uh, for me in so many areas of life. Obviously, we'll be talking a lot about and have talked about um, leadership and faith and going after your dreams and, and conquering that mountain, but one of those mountains has been, for you, health. Yeah. And it's been amazing for you to set that example for me um, because I have, I've changed some things recently in my life um, and I don't look like the Brandon that I did even just a few years ago. Yeah. But you came up in here this morning with your goat milk, and I came up here in my oat milk. I'm not a goat milk guy yet. <laughs> I'll get you there. You, you might have to get me there. But I, every time I come over to your house, though, you're eating something different and new, and you've cut out so much. But what has, what sparked the health journey, and how do I end up looking like you at 61? Well, hey, I'm proud of you because at 31, when I was your age, I looked like Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> <laughs> and at 40, I looked like worse. You know? and, How do you get worse than Pillsbury Oh, Doughboy? gosh, it was bad. And I was standing on the front row of a church service at, the, at Carolina Forest, uh-huh. and I was getting ready to go up to preach. And they showed a little slideshow thing before I spoke. And there was a guy on the screen, a chubby guy on the screen. I, I literally turned to mom and said, hey, who's that? She said, that's you. I went, that's not me. No <laughs> that way. That's not me. And it was at, the, at 40 years old. I was overweight. I was tired. But, it was, but the change happened not so much because of what I, the way I looked. I didn't like that either. But that wasn't the primary motivation. Yeah. The primary motivation was... Monday through Friday, I was coming home from work, and you and Jordan Bree would want to play. Yeah. And I was exhausted. Would I have been around the same age my, my boys are right yeah. now? Like, yeah. 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 yeah you which would, yeah. all they want to do when I get home, oh. and which has been a huge motivating factor for me, is I get home, and I'm, I'm exhausted, yeah. or I get home from tour, or I get whatever, and the first thing I want to do every single day, play. Let's go play. Wrestle. 
And that's that. the way you were. And yeah. I didn't have the energy. I would literally, there were days I would lay on the couch. <laughs> I would take a ball and throw the ball and say, go get it. <laughs> Been there, done that. Oh, I would play make fetch up, with your ch- oh, children. Oh, play fetch with the kids. I would make up games, <laughs> hide and seek. I would say, let's play hide and seek. And I would go hide. And I would hide in the hardest place. And I'd close my eyes and try to take a nap. Because you, you don't even have the energy to be the seeker. You're oh, like, I'll, I'll be oh. I'll hide. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so I knew something had to change. And a buddy of mine gave me a book called Body for Life because I I, I told mom, I said, something's got to change. I can't go the rest of my life like this. I'm tired. I was was experiencing a little bit of depression at that point too. And and I said, something's got to change, but I don't want to do a diet. Yeah. I want to change a lifestyle. And so I did. I, I, I changed my lifestyle drastically. Wow. And uh, I told her, I said, one year from now, I'm going to preach a sermon series on health, four-week series on health. But I have to have one year under my belt of living it. Otherwise, I won't have credibility. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because I noticed the other day, and I'm not trying to call anyone out, but I do think that there's something there that like living that season before you try to step up and talk about it. Yeah, and I was noticing just the other day some some topics about health coming for somebody who, and again, social media it's yeah. it's not reality. So yeah. maybe they've been, but it was it very much looked like okay, they worked out three times, <laughs> and they're and then the new sermon series about about health. So you thought it was really important to live into that live in that season for a oh, year. Yeah, absolutely. And people saw a physical difference and an energy difference in me, hmm. and so and. So many young leaders are seeking a platform without earning the credibility first Mm. and putting the work in to gain the credibility. And I have so many people ask me questions like, you know, how do you get where you're at with the consulting and stuff like that? And just live it until people start asking you questions. That's when you know. Don't, don't try to force your way there. And so I was like, I didn't want to force my way into influence there. Yeah. I had to live my way into influence. Yeah. And, and when you live it long enough and, it, and, and you gain the credibility, people start coming to you and asking questions. So that was my journey. And I was like, okay. So one year from, one year from that point, I'd lost 40 pounds. My energy levels went up. I, I cut out the four Mountain Dews a day and four sh- Mountain oh, Dews yeah yeah uh, putting sugar when I was in middle school this big old kid you know big old muscle kid he said yeah. man the way you gain weight is you put sugar on your cereal so I would I put six spoonfuls of sugar on my cereal oh and my that was gosh. just a habit that I developed so I was pumping my body full of sugar which was destroying my health and I didn't realize it. So that, and pe- that's and peanut butter and jellies, right? Peanut butter and jellies. Peanut butter and jellies and Mountain Dew. Oh my gosh. I, 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 uh, I did a sermon one time and I gave what I would typically eat in a day back then. And I, I had a container this big. That's how much sugar I would go through in one week. One week. And sugar is so de- so, so destructive to our health. The Western yeah. diet is destructive to yeah. our health. Yeah, And uh, it's just wreaking havoc on so many people. Yeah, if you kind of open up that, it's almost overwhelming. You know, Brittany and I have been on a journey. Um, in a way, again, I don't, I don't have the credibility that, that you have. You, you've been living this for years, but Brittany and I are starting our journey, and it's like, it can be overwhelming. Um, if I had any encouragement, uh, 
we've not arrived, but we've started somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. let's just cut out as much bread as we can. Right. Let's cut, cut out as much sugar as you Because it's insane when you start to really look at yeah. everything that is available for us all around. Like, it's, it almost at times feels impossible to be really, really healthy. Yeah. Um, how have you... Again, like someone said to me the other day, if it's sitting in your cupboard, like your um, your pantry, you probably shouldn't eat it. Yeah, you know, it's like you want to eat fresh, or you talk like like fruits and and nuts. Obviously, some things in your pantry you can, but he's like, if it's yeah. in a box, most likely, it's it's pretty bad for yeah. you. But for somebody who's like, okay, um, you know, maybe they're not drinking four Mountain Dews a day, right, but yeah. but like. I want to take one step. Like, how did, how was the progression of this happen? Was it all that, obviously it was a, a, a moment of a change. Like, you saw that picture and you're like, yeah. okay, who was that? Like, yeah. that was a very, a, a catalyst, a ch- you know, life-changing moment. But um, how does somebody, like, start going after that yeah. and not feel completely overwhelmed? It's progressive. It's baby steps. You know, you learn one thing, you take a step. You learn something, you take a step. Yeah. And then with with fitness and nutrition, the benefits are so strong. I mean, you can literally begin to experience a difference in three days. Wow. You can begin to feel physically different. And then if you stick with it 30, 40 days, all of a sudden, it really, it really makes a difference. But I think most people have to baby step their way. And... We always look at willpower and motivation. Mm-hmm. Ah, I just don't have the motivation. I don't have the motivation. Yeah. If you want to increase your motivation, you have to increase your education. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. When you begin to, you go, oh, I know sugar. I know sugar's bad for me. I know sugar's bad. I know such, yeah. I know processed food's bad for me. Study it. Yeah. Find out why. Yeah. Find out why. Dig into the why, and the why will drive your what. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you put the education on top of the motivation, you go, you can't get me near certain stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, well, man, yeah. how do you have that type of motivation? It's yeah. not the motivation, it's the education. It's yeah. what I know it will do to me. Yeah. Is why I go, I'm not touching, hey, I, that stove's hot, I'm not touching that. Yeah. You know? This is why I refuse to research what's in a hot dog because I love hot dogs <laughs> too much. I don't want to know. I think I know. But I love the baby steps thing, and it actually reminds me of a story I heard someone say, and I don't know who this is about, but they said a guy, wanted to start getting in shape. And so he did it. Maybe this even came from you. He didn't just go to the gym and start working out. What yeah. he did is he got in the car. Yeah. He drove to the gym. He parked the car in the parking lot, mm-hmm. sat there for a second. He went home. Yeah. The next day, he did the same thing. The next day, he did the same thing. Yeah. Then he drove to the gym, walked in the door, literally walked out. Yeah. Like walk in, walked out. Then after doing that a few times, then he's like, okay, I'll do one machine or I'll yeah. do one muscle group yeah. or something like that. You know, that, so you get the idea of the story. Yeah. But I think why it's so hard to dive in is it feels so overwhelming for me at times. It's like, I'm just not even going to start. But yeah. if you can just start with one thing, if you can, I love that. It's like he developed the, the discipline of just getting there. Yeah. Just ma- making it a regular routine in his, in his life, his day to day. Uh, to where it became easier and easier to just do the very next thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps, key. Baby steps. Yeah. 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 Building those small habits, because I do think we look at the elephant and go, "Oh, I got to eat that whole elephant." Yeah. Instead of taking one bite at a time. I've tried to look at what are keystone. <clears throat> I think Andy Stanley talks about mm-hmm. keystone habits. 
and a keystone habit is the thing that triggers that yeah. that next good habit that you want to implement. And um, and he said, I think he said it could be as easy as like brushing your teeth in the morning, you know, or making your bed. Let's take making your bed because everybody should brush their teeth. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But making your bed, you might not be somebody who makes your bed, but let's say you want to start becoming more, um, you know, uh, disciplined in other areas, like making your bed may actually make you want to do, uh, that, you know, d- dress a little bit nicer that morning, yeah, be yeah. more presentable yeah. or, you know, um, whatever it could be. But yeah. I think for me, um, I- I've noticed that there are certain things that I will have a more productive day, I'll have a more healthy day, if yeah. I start it with those very simple things, they add, to, they add up. Yeah, and here's the secret too, is if you implement a discipline, it takes willpower. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of effort, yeah. right? Even if it's a small discipline. Right. But after a period of time, the discipline, it, it, it jumps a barrier. It's what I call the discipline to habit barrier. Huh. So it switches in your behaviors from a discipline to a habit. Now, habits are automated. Yeah. I mean, you brush your teeth every day, yeah, not yeah. because you're disciplined, yeah. but it's a habit. Wow. And so, same thing with fitness. You know, there, there are fitness and nutrition habits I have now. Those aren't disciplines. Hmm. They're not. Dis- they used to be. You're right. <laughs> you know, one at a time, and that's the thing. Over 20 years, I mean, I read two to three health books a year now. Wow. Uh, trying to always learn something new, but it's been a 20-year journey. It was probably 10 years into the journey I had learned. Oh, wow. The American, you know, the U.S. meat system, meats are, are yeah. injected with hormones and chickens are eating corn that have, you know, uh, yeah. genetically modified stuff on them. And I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't know that. Wish I'd known that 10 years when I was 40 when I started this journey. Yeah. I would have progressed faster, but I didn't know. But I gradually get the education yeah. and it gradually makes a transformation. Makes me think of my buddy who um, his life-changing moment when it came to health was him watching a documentary and he to this day he said he'll go back and watch it again and again he says he watches it and he cries every single time wow it hit him that deep um how just absolutely disgusting not only the food is but how animals are being treated as well and that's a whole nother thing we don't want to get into but but um he he it hit him to the core he quit his job and he started working at a farm and he wow. he's like i want to live this lifestyle i want to learn it i'm going to yeah. change everything and he he looks quite different now uh, yeah. to this day as well but wow so not only do you physically look better but you talked about you were feeling in that season of your life eating all of that stuff you felt depression yes yeah, and it attacks your your mind, um, your emotion, emotional management system. Yeah, it attacks so much. Um, that's something that I've recently, and not just um, uh, because of food, but because of life, you know, um, experiences. Yeah, I've started to use the word depression for the first time in my life in the past three years. You know, how how, how did that? accumulate in your life? How did you get to that? Because your whole life, you've been Mr. Optimistic. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) can do anything, go, 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 nonstop, nonstop. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just you. Always a smile on your face. And then, you know, a year or two ago, 
I hear you use the word, the D word, you know, yeah, that exactly. you're depressed. I'm like, yeah. what? You? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened? I mean, I know a little Man. bit of the story, but I'd love to know. Yeah, you know, even to this day, I'm like, I don't want to claim that word. And I think there's a spiritual thing to that too. Like, I yeah. don't, you know, and I, I don't know that I was ever depressed, but I was starting to feel depression coming on. And luckily, because I've had amazing role models and counseling, I knew to quickly talk about it. Mm. But this was a kind of um, battle, one I didn't see coming, um, mm. <laughs> and it was nothing I'd ever experienced before. Like you said, very happy person, content, you know? Yeah. So a few years ago, um, I signed with a record label for the first time. I've been a local worship leader my, you know, most of my life. Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything um, bigger than that. You know, yeah. uh, I think that's as big as it gets. I mean, I think that my heart is still there, yeah. and I'm still a local worship leader. Yeah, and uh, that will never change. But there were some things happening in my life, some opportunities, um, and I signed with this record label through just all these songs that I had been writing. So exciting! That led to me almost immediately a sign it was like within weeks I jumped on this Bethel tour with Bethel music heroes of mine mm. I can't even believe I'm in the room with yeah. them yeah. and they throw me on this tour <clears throat> and um, it was amazing around the same time I get invitations to write with so many of my heroes mm. and so I mean you would have thought I was you know just on speed I'm just yeah. like it was like drugs. I was just, my adrenaline is just firing. I'm like so excited. I'm having the time of my life. Every week you would text me yeah. or call me and I would look at mom and go, I, I can't believe what he just experienced. It was just unreal string yeah. of pearls laced together. But you're saying it also created pressure. It created pressure. Um, and, you know, I've heard it said that your body doesn't know the difference between good stress and bad stress. Yeah. It just knows stress. Yeah. So while I'm having the time of my life, there's other things happening, and I've got to believe chemically, too, you yeah. know? And so tour was amazing. Um, these writing sessions were amazing. And all of this happened within a span of a few weeks. And I'm coming home from tour. For whatever reason, we thought it would be a bright idea to take the family to Disney. We meet y'all. I meet y'all there. You're in oh, Disney. Yeah, that's right. Mike and Bree are there, um, and Brittany and the boys are there. And I meet y'all there. So I have zero time to decompress. I have zero time to talk this out, talk about what I just experienced. But I'm and I'm also exhausted. Yeah. Physically exhausted. Some people think Disney is heaven. I think it's hell. <laughs> so. We were not only am I experiencing all this, but I just went into like, you know, it was the perfect storm. I get there, I have no time to talk to Brittany and really catch up and process. And so I'm coming off this massive mountaintop, multiple mm-hmm. mountaintop experiences, and I just go into this quickly. Um, and I didn't even really recognize it. Um, what, what it, how it started was these wild thoughts would just come up in my mind, you know? Uh, and mm-hmm. I kind of ignored it at first because I'm like, I should be happy. Like I'm living my, all my dreams right yeah. now, right? And then these insecurities would creep in. Yeah. And as soon as I got home, and then I started believing things about myself. I've, I've started thinking in ways I've yeah. never thought, you know, like 
being completely, you know, vulnerable, I, I even had a low moment. And y'all, this is like a span of a few hours, like a few days, and I'm already thinking, like, should I just leave this earth? Like, should I, mm. like, I'm miserable. Like, mm. I think my family, like, it only took a day or two for me to even have the thought, would they just be better without me? Does anybody love me? Does am I even seen? <laughs> I, we'd have we'd have, be having conversations like around the house, and I would try to say something, and just because maybe I didn't say it loud enough, I would immediately think no one wants to even hear from me, what? no one wants to listen to me. Uh, I'm not even here. They don't even see me. Like the wow. craziest stuff, right? Wow. So then we're putting the, the boys to bed one night. I'm like I've about had it. I'm like I'm going crazy. I don't recognize myself, and. Brittany's putting one boy to bed. I'm putting the other boy to bed. And I reached out to two of my buddies. And I, did, I had too much pride to even call them. I texted mm-hmm. them. I said, guys, I don't know what's going on right now. I've been home for a few days. Not even home home, but like been here for a few days. And I don't recognize myself. I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. And I feel like I'm about to just crash or yeah. do something crazy. And... Um, they, they're trying to call me, yeah. and I have too much pride. I hit hang up, mm. you know? Wouldn't answer it, and I'm still like also trying to put the boys down. And my buddy sends me a voice text praying over me. Mm. And uh, Micah, who, if you hang around me long enough, you're gonna hear about Micah, yeah. one of my best friends, and, um, and he's just been a godsend. And I listen to the voice text while I'm laying with one kid in bed. And as soon as he's just praying over me, man, I could like cry even right now thinking about just that feeling of feeling all of the weight and the craziness. And in that moment, it broke. I broke, but in a good way. And which led to confession, which led to me, I hadn't shared any of what I was going on, what was going on with me with Brittany. Yeah. I kept it myself. And that's one of the biggest wow. things the enemy wants to do wow. is isolate, isolate. you and, uh, and keep you in that constant you know, panic and, mm. and you believing all of those lies. And so... What happened was I started crying and Brittany looks over at me from the other twin bed and goes, Brandon, what, what's going on? Are you okay? And I just, I literally fetal position. Yeah. I mean, she came over and she just held me and I just weeped. Yeah. And it felt like a thousand pounds just boom, just off of me. Yeah. And um, that's, you know, that was an amazing feeling, but I was wise enough to know that's probably gonna come back. Um, that feeling, those thoughts are going to come back if I don't deal with them. Yeah, and that's when I ha- I realized I have to have somebody to talk to, um, uh, and not only Brittany, but I probably should talk to a professional about this. And I began to meet with Chip, my, my counselor, mm-hmm. my therapist, if you will, and um, he gave me language to understand what was happening. Yeah, adrenaline fatigue. I'd come off. Yeah. the road and I had no more adrenaline and what that happens is it attacks your emo- emotional management system, your yeah. pain management system and talking about health, it attacks your immune system. Yeah. So like you can easily, if you're somebody on the go and the go on the go and you don't give your time, yourself time to rest, you will get sick, yeah. you know? And, and, and for me, it just manifested to becoming mentally sick and not having a true north. I couldn't find true north, I was just yeah. And, um, and so I began to, to talk with him and he gave me language for that, which that brought about so much freedom and then, been, then helped me with some tools to make sure I'm combating that. He said it was like, Brandon, you are basically shooting heroin for a few weeks yeah. and then you have to cold turkey. Yeah. That's what that lifestyle was doing 
to you and now you have to come home. And we've got to figure out ways to make that mountaintop and that valley, we've got to even that out yeah. and make sure when you're coming home, you're experiencing the, you know, how to uh, help you stay at a really healthy pace. Yeah. What are things you've done to even that out to where the, because it's God's way of slowing us down. Yeah. It's a physical built-in system. It's a warning system. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. anytime we experience emotions like that, yeah. the first thing we need to do is pay attention to the emotion and process it through the truth, God's truth, yeah. because Satan's gonna take, Satan loves taking emotions and, and, and holding up the lie, platforming yeah. the lie. Yeah. And God's going, no, 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 I want to take the emotion yeah. and it expose you to the truth of my character yeah. to transform you. What, what are some things you've done? To yeah, one phrase I can't get away from and it's been so helpful for me is this tool I learned from um, a pastor that I, I served under for a season, uh, Daniel Floyd. He spoke this message and it was like, it literally, I hadn't thought about it until I went through this and it came mm -hmm. back to me and wow. it was called Recognize, Replace, Repeat. Mm. recognize, replace, repeat. And he kind of used this funny illustration about, uh, he's like, all right, you know, to the crowd, he's like, I want you to think about a pink elephant, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you're picturing a pink elephant. He said, stop thinking about a pink elephant. Mm -hmm. At some point, within a second or two, you're, think you're still thinking about that pink elephant. Right. When, that li when those lies were screaming at me, I could not just stop. I couldn't stop not thinking about them. It's, it consumed me. Yeah. And he's like, all right, think about a purple giraffe. And then you're starting to think about a purple giraffe. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's impossible to just stop mm -hmm. thinking that lie. Yeah. So you have to replace that thing with what God says. Yeah. So in that season, like never before, you know, I would remind myself in seasons past, like who God says I am. But it was like in this season, I was clinging on to who he, sa who he says I am. And I would have to re replace that lie and then repeat and yeah. to to be transformed by the renewing of my mind it's like i had to uh meditate on yeah. positive things meditate on who i am in christ yeah. and and then i think another one is is community you know b before you move on yeah. though i think there's a lot of people who struggle with the emotions the anxiety the depression and they go i i know what god's truth is yeah. So we acknowledge God's truth, but we don't personalize God's truth. Hmm. I know God loves me. I know God's full of grace. I know, I know all that. Yeah. I know all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, per, take it yeah. deeper. Yeah. Take it deeper. Personalize it. Look yeah. in the mirror of that truth yeah. and analyze. And we can acknowledge without personalizing God's truth. Mm. And when God's truth is acknowledged and not personalized, there's no, there's no depth to it. There's no. no transformation to it. No, no. Yeah, it's so easy to take those scriptures as a word for someone else, you know? Tell me, tell me about community because this is an interesting passage. Um, let's see if I can pull it up real quick. One of the things that uh, Chip actually had me do was personalize. And he said, I want you to take out a sheet of paper and I want you to ask God what he thinks about you. Woo! If that does not rock your world, it's the most awkward thing ever <laughs> at first. And it takes you a little while to, you know, because the first answers are usually like real churchy, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I started like, like, you know, he says, I'm more than a conqueror, you know? He's like, <laughs> uh, I'm a royal priesthood, you know? <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 like, mm, what does God think about you? 
在也。嗯。I don't hear churchy stuff when I when I think when I'm like when I'm just talking to God and I really hear His voice. It's not these grand things. Yeah. It's very personal, and it's very elementary. One of the quickest things I hear God say is, "I like you." Yeah, yeah. I like spending time with you. Yeah. I think you're funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the power of making it personal. Like He's got to be a personal God. Um. And uh, hearing his voice, not just his voice to the church, his voice to me, yeah. what he says about me, which it takes, it takes some discipline, it takes some work to like get through those Christianese answers. Those, it does. but if you can like really try and really hear, like really hear him, mm-hmm. it'll change your life. Yeah, yeah. Personalizing, like, what does God like about me? Yeah. And enlisting that, I bet he. I bet he likes the way you look. Yeah. And I have to constantly like. I think I'm a cool looking person. It's also one of my biggest insecurities is the way I look. Yeah. And um, he loves how I look. He loves how he created me. He created you. He doesn't want you drinking four Mountain Dews a day. Right. Right. But he loves how he designed you. Yeah. And even just knowing that, hearing that. Um, uh, we've been raised in Christian culture to judge ourselves based on performance. I'll (laughs) never forget Brianna. I coached Brianna's basketball when she was five. And I was on the sidelines coaching her game and she was running up and down the the court and she stopped and she put her hand on her hip. She pulled out her lip gloss and she put lip gloss on right in the middle of the game. She was terrible. Never scored a point. Never threw a pass. I mean, she didn't but want she the ball. Cute. She looked cute. She looked cute, but she was terrible. But I love watching her play basketball. But here's the deal. Had nothing to do about her performance. Mm. Had everything to do. She was my child. Yeah. It wasn't her performance that mattered to me. Yeah. It was that she was my child. And I got to look... While other parents are probably going, what's wrong with that kid? Why does that yeah. coach have that kid on the, on the court, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm going, that's my kid. I'm yeah. proud of her right now. Yeah. I love watching her. Yeah. And what everyone else would have judged as poor performance, I don't care. I'm not looking yeah. at performance. I'm no. looking at her being. Yeah. I'm enjoying her being, yeah. her personhood. I've bought a few pieces of art in the past few weeks. I've just gotten really into it. And... Uh, you know, it's not thousands upon thousands of dollars, but it's like, yeah. okay, art's expensive. Yeah, yeah. And if my house was burning down, you better <clears> believe I'm going to run into the corner where all the art supplies is, where my kids keep their drawings. <laughs> yeah. And I will 1 million percent, I'll let those other yeah. professional pieces of art burn yeah. before I let my kids horrible looking shark and house <laughs> and they drew cleats the other day they're obsessed with sports and they drew this cle- yeah. and I thought that is the best cleat yeah. I have ever seen drawn yes. because it's my kid yeah. and uh, <laughs> that's how mm-hmm. God looks at us yeah, you know? yeah. so the anxiety uh, you addressed it from a faith perspective finding God's truth for me I don't yeah. even know if you know this, but when just before my health journey started, um, 
I was pastoring Carolina Forest and I was in a depression and it was bad. Hmm. Um, there were times I would go out and I would preach in a first service. I would go back in my office. I'd lay on the couch and pray for the second return of Jesus Christ so <laughs> I wouldn't have to go preach the second <laughs> service. Come back now. I was like, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And it felt fake. I would have to go out there and I would preach my heart out. Oh, man. But it was taking everything in me to lift that up. And there was a counselor that worked out of our church and I was talking to him one day and I was telling him, I said, man, I'm, he said, how you doing? I said, I'm facing spiritual warfare, man. And I told him all about it and he went, no, 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 you need to go to a doctor. Wow. Because I was like, I'm depressed, but I'm not depressed over anything. Ah. Life is good. I love my family. I love my job. I love everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm depressed. Yeah. And I can't figure out why. And so I think so many people take anxiety and depression and they fight it from the faith aspect, but they don't fight it from both fronts. Yeah. They don't yeah. fight it from the fitness aspect. Yep. We have to have a, a, an yeah. air war. Yeah. which is our faith, and we have to have a ground war, which is our fitness and nutrition. Wow. Because the, the American Western diet wreaks so much havoc on especially our gut health. Yeah. It produces so many other problems, and a lot of it is depression and anxiety. Yeah. And um, you know, part of the thing that, that motivates me is, you know, I look at my mom. Mom turned 90. I just went and did her 90th yeah. birthday. Yeah. And uh, we had a great time with mom. You know, she's in the old folks' home. But, uh, you know, we could walk out that door and walk right back in, and she'll go, well, hey, how yeah. are you? She had no clue. We were there. I have no clue. We yeah. threw apart because she has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And she's had Alzheimer's for about 15 years now. And this is one of the things that motivates me hmm. is mom's, mom's, health span ended 15 years ago mm. but her life her lifespan continues well yeah and one of my life verses is Deuteronomy 34:7 Moses was 120 yeah. years old when he died yeah and his eyes were not weak and his strength was not gone wow and when i read that verse years ago i was like that's what i want yeah i want to give 100% till my last breath. Yeah. God did not retire Moses because yeah. he was worn out and tired and you know achy knees and high blood pressure. He retired Moses, he said, because you finished your job. Wow. And you did it with full vitality. Wow. And I wanna, I wanna mimic Moses by going to my last breath hmm. with every sense of vitality I have. Mom yeah. and I, our, our, our little mantra is we wanna die young at an old age. <laughs> I love die that. young at an old age. <laughs> And so every choice I make <clears throat> to eat or yeah. exercise, I'm making that choice for 90-year-old Mac, yeah, yeah, not 60-year-old yeah, yeah. Mac. That's great. So that 90-year-old Mac will turn around and go, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Because I think that's how we cross the line wow. with strong physical fitness and strong spiritual fitness. We've got to, we've got to recognize wow. that God created this body. God created this brain. And, and, you know, the United States is the leading, you know, we're number one in Alzheimer's across the world, you know. Wow. We're also number one in the worst diet in the yeah. world. And there's a correlation there. Yeah. And so I, I just look at so many people struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression, and they're fighting it from the faith angle, but not the fitness angle. Yeah. And they feel like they're, st they still feel like they're losing because I was there. 
Yeah. I mean, I was laid up in fetal positions plenty of times too, crying yeah. and be going, I don't even know what I'm crying about. Yeah, that was the craziest part is I don't even really know why I'm going crazy. I just, something's off. Yeah. And so I think if people could understand this is a faith fight and a fitness fight and God cares about the fitness fight as much as he does the faith because he created our hormones. Yeah. He created our bodies. And if we eat, you know, people ask me, what do you eat? I eat what God made. Wow. If God made it, I'll eat it. Let's just keep it that simple. If God made it, I'll eat it. But if it was injected with something the man made, I don't want to eat it. Wow. Because if God made it, it's good for my body. But if wow. he didn't make it, if God made then it, my body has to figure out what to do with this. And so inflammation begins to fight the foreign bodies that I'm taking in and eating. One of the things you said that I thought was so helpful in understanding why I feel bad or why I feel good when I eat certain things is you said food is information. Yeah. You told me a while back, and yeah. it was like so elementary. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. But you, you're when you're eating something, it's telling your body something. You're in, and it's telling you, you everything. You you either you're either fighting inflammation or yeah. you're fueling inflammation. And most of the American diet, you're fueling inflammation. Mm. And so all of these cells that are supposed to go to make you feel good and make your hormones strong, yeah. they're having to go fight for and foreign objects in your body that weren't designed to be ingested. Mm. That's why That's why you see so many health problems in this country. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that you have gone on this journey, not only to be a great example for me, but um, it, al it almost, it, it inspires me and challenges me every time you pick up my kids. And at times, I'm I'm laying out on the couch, and I'm like, I don't have it. Like, where's the ball? I'm like, you know, go fetch. Yeah. You'll pick up my kids, and you take them out, and you run them to death. You you play mm -hmm. with them all the time. You're the most amazing mm -hmm. grandpa. You. We call you pops. You're the most mm -hmm. amazing pops, mm -hmm. and uh, you're doing an incredible job. And at at dying young. What'd you say? <laughs> Die young at an old age. Die young at an old age. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, is, this is generational stuff. You're not just making yeah. decisions that, like when you decide to go on this journey, it's, it's influenced me. Uh, hopefully I, I will continue to work towards only eating. If God made it, I'll eat it. Like yeah. only those things. And being disciplined for the sake of my boys. like. Yeah, I want my boys. Um, you know, there's a scripture that comes to mind, and I've kind of been using it for everything, but it's got me just so motivated. I want to be this. It says Benjamin was a ravenous wolf. Mm. He divided, or he he devoured in the morning and div divided the spoils in the evening. Right? Mm. He devoured in the morning and divided the spoils at night. And wow. Uh, I heard T.D. Jakes talking about that scripture, and he talked about how um, you only, you know, have your youth for so long. Yeah. And uh, he's like, man, you've got to get after it in yeah. your youth. He's like, if you wait to implement some of these disciplines, if you wait to to attack and be a ravenous wolf in whatever area, let's take yeah. health and, and fitness. Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna have anything mm. to 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 leave behind to divide. Mm -hmm. And I want to, in every area of my life, health, spiritually, uh, financially, I, in these younger years, I'm, I'm asking the question, what is 60-year-old Brandon, 
I would say I'm 32. What's even 40 year old Brandon going to look back and look at 32 year old Brandon and go, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being ravenous about yeah. fitness. Thank you for being ravenous about uh, spiritual discipline. Thank you yeah. for being, because really what we're talking about here is being a great leader, great leadership. And this is an area that I want to give myself away to my kids, to other people. I want to be a great leader in every single area. And if I want to have, if you will, divide the spoils in my later years of life, I've got to set those up those disciplines and be ravenous about it today. Thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of the Generational Leadership Limited Series. I'm Mike, and here at Multiply Group, our aim is for these conversations to go beyond simple dialogue. We want them to inspire action. So what's your action step from today's episode? Maybe you're just curious about the Multiply Group, and if so, we'd love for you to visit us at multiplygroup.org. And while you're there, you'll discover that we offer a free 30-minute call to help you identify your best next steps in your own leadership development or the teams or organization you lead. And once again, thank you for tuning into this episode. We're looking forward to having you join us for the next one.